The UN Racism Conference, an anti-Semitic festival? Welcome, this is David Billington with you to comment on the Bible in the news. The spirit of our times found expression this week in the Durban II Conference, a conference supposedly against racism. Yet on the opening day of the conference, the pariah president of Iran, Ahmadinejad, had been invited to speak. Ahmadinejad is a man who would like to see the murder of six million Jewish men, women, and children that live in the Jewish state. This is equivalent to having Hitler speak on the opening day of a racism conference. Well, at least it should show everyone what a farce this is. Yet, in the words of Jeremiah the prophet, the prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests bear rule by their means, and my people love to have it so. And what will ye do in the end thereof? That is the problem. The people love to have it so. They invited Ahmadinejad to speak because they really agree with his triad against the Jews and their state. In fact, by inviting him to speak, they clearly revealed the true impetus behind their conference. Some French Jew Jewish youths made a powerful point about the conference by donning clown wigs and producing red noses, which they threw at the podium where Ahmadinejad was speaking, yelling racist. They were hastily dragged out and silenced, but they did show that the whole thing is a circus. The real purpose of the conference is just to bash Israel and call it a racist state. A New York Times editorial on April 21st had this to say. The fear all along has been that the United Nations Conference on Racism would be manipulated into yet another form for demonizing Israel. All too predictably, Iran's president, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, who has called the Holocaust a myth and has advocated Israel's destruction, did just that. The last United Nations Conference on Racism in 2001 deteriorated into an Israel-bashing spectacle. Israel was the only country singled out in the final conference communique. Many participants, including the Russians, worked hard to try to ensure that this year's meeting would be different. While there have been improvements in the communique, as now written, it would affirm the conclusions of the last one, implicitly still singling out Israel. The, the United Nations Conference can never have credibility or value if it is used to attack one country, Israel, especially when so many other countries have truly abysmal human rights records, including China, Sudan, and Iran, end quote. Even putting Israel on a level with the likes of Iran is ludicrous. As far as the world is concerned, they should love Israel, a fully democratic country in the Middle East, where Israeli Arabs have full voting rights. Yes, Israel has refugee camps with Arab refugees, which is a problem for them. So do Lebanon, Syria, and Jordan. Ah, you may say, but the Arabs in the camps are from Israel. This may be the case, but let's not forget that there have been approximately as many Jewish refugees from Arab countries as Arabs from Israel. Is there one Arab country where Jews can vote, or Arabs? Well, democracy is really an evil system, as God's word says in Proverbs 16.25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. In Jeremiah 10, verse 23, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. 
It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. King David says in 2 Samuel 23, verse 3, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me, He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. The only good system of government will be the theocracy that is established in Jerusalem when the Messiah sits on David's throne. The Durban Conference is motivated by the spirit of our age. The zeitgeist, the spirit of our age, is the spirit of liberty, equality, and fraternity, the spirit of the French Revolution that changed our world. Yet the fact is that the equality that the world speaks of is false and empty. So is the fraternity that they offer. There is no true brotherhood with those who are only motivated by the flesh. The liberty the world offers is also empty. There is no liberty in this world, as it is written in 2 Peter 2 verse 19. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. The world is Egypt, the house of bondage and corruption. The world may promise liberty, yet all it delivers is bondage and toil. It is a false promise of liberty, just like Pharaoh of old. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go that they may do sacrifice unto the Lord. Was this promise of liberty genuine? No way, the record goes on to say. But when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, he hardened his heart and hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had said. What was the result? And the Lord did according to the word of Moses, and the frogs died out of the houses, out of the villages, and out of the fields, and they gathered them together upon heaps, and the land stank. A false promise of liberty and a corrupt land. Frogs emerge from the muddy ponds and swamps, almost like mankind who was formed out of the earth, like the feet of the image in Daniel 2 composed of iron and clay. Wikipedia makes this comment about the call of frogs. Frogs are most noticeable by their call, which can be widely heard during the night or day. Some frog calls are so loud they can be heard up to a mile away. If you've ever heard a chorus of frogs, you know this is true. Just like the racism conference, a chorus of frogs heard miles away. The result, a false promise of liberty, and the land is corrupt. Today, we see the world turning against the Jewish state. This should be no surprise to us, for in Revelation 16, Jesus Christ revealed to us that this would be the case, as the nations would be gathered to the Hebrew battle of Armageddon. The agents that would gather, gather them would be the spirit of our age. Come with me to Revelation 16, verses 13 to 16. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Is the frog-like spirit coming out of the mouth of the false prophet? You bet. The Vatican had a delegation at the UN Racism Conference. They are croaking the same tune as all the others, preparing the nations for the great battle of God Almighty when Yahweh will bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat and judge them for his people and heritage Israel, 
whom they have scattered among the nations and parted his land. Today's Haaretz paper in Israel noted how the ties between Israel and Europe aren't going very well with the new Israeli government, which so far has stepped back from what is known as the two-state solution. The foreign policy of the Netanyahu government, which deems unacceptable the two-state solution to the Israel-Palestinian conflict as an outline for negotiations with the Palestinians, has damaged Israel's relations with the European Union. End quote. Europe, along with Russia, will be drawn down to the mountains of Israel, the very area under, under dispute where they will be destroyed. It appears that the frog spirits have almost finished their work. It would not take much to put the nations in a warlike mood to assemble their hosts against the mountains of Israel, which have always been waste but are now inhabited. Ezekiel 38 If the frog-like spirits have almost finished their croaking and are about to launch into a great crescendo, Jesus is telling us he is coming very soon. He has given us this sign so that we would know. We have no reason to be caught off guard. May, may we be found busy in the work of the truth when he comes. May we be holding the banner of the hope of Israel high when the King of Israel prepares to take the throne of David. Come back next week, God willing, to www.bibleinthenews.com.